welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Speak On It podcast. This is a Chalk Talk interview series. I am your host, Big Mike. We got another good one for you today. Continuing on our theme, our old to hip hop, we're going to spread out. We're going to keep these music interviews going. You know I can't do it alone. I got my man, Breezy, in the building. Yeah, man. We in here. We rep we represent hip hop tonight, and you know, like hip hop and wrestling and kung fu movies and all that is synonymous. So I got the the rock hat on tonight. So yeah, man, I think this is gonna be a goodie though. It's it's gonna be a goodie. We got we got we got special guests in the building tonight, man. I know if you on them socials, you have seen him, you've heard his beats, you sampling God. My man, our cousin. Let's let's pull the curtain back. This our this fam, Vidi on the beat is here in the building. Was good, sir. Yeah, what's going on, cuzos? Both my big cuzos. You already know. Looked up to both of them growing up. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, was good. I, you know, it's a pleasure. You know, it's an honor to be on here. You know, it is. It is great getting you on here. As soon as we decided that we was gonna into music this summer with the hip hop 50 i was like oh we gotta get video on because there's no one else that i want more talking about music than than you you know the most about music than anyone i know outside of maybe your pops (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. big facts but i was like yeah we gotta get video on here chop up chop it up talk about some music I mean, we're gonna we're gonna get right into it. You know, the first if you watch us, you follow us, you you already know what the first question, Vidi. Who is Vidi? How how who are you? How did you get here? Okay, they call me Vidi. Vidi on a beat. Uh, it started from just childhood, you know, growing up um, as a rapper. My dad being a music producer, legendary, and um, just rapping for years. I'm always listening to beats always hearing them always um watching the structure and uh maybe maybe about six six years ago i um i really started taking producing serious i actually made a video and it went viral and then like that's when people were like yo where's the pizza and i'm like damn i only got like one beat so i i had to really lock in like oh this might be my calling this might be the thing that i got to do like to you know to get me in that door so I really like just started locking and making beats, and then like that, I really found a niche and I found a new love for another side of the music besides rap. So, um, and I ended up going from uh, man from the video to video on the beat, and um, it's a beautiful thing. It's like it's it's a dope journey. Like I love it, you know, and I love the fact that I'm not in competition with artists anymore. You know, what I'm saying all the artists love me. You yeah. know, so they got the beats. You, so, you're man. the demand. You're the demand now. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, you know, most definitely. What What do you enjoy more, rapping, producing, or dancing? And I and I saw and I saw your video recently of you dancing, and I know that's never gonna leave. But which do you enjoy more? Um, like if you had to rank it, actually, that that probably be a best way. If you had to rank the three. How would you rank them? So, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, rap is like my favorite thing out of everything. Um, 
mm-hmm. but it's not well getting to the music industry aspect of it it's like it's not as fun as when you go to the club and you dancing you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying when you dancing or you just out there dancing with your friends it's like the feeling you get is like it's just free you know what i'm saying and um producing producing for me right now at this moment is the funnest right now mm-hmm. because like it's it's kind of new to me you know what i'm saying it's kind of new so i'm getting new fans new reactions new people it's just it, it's dope so for me right now it's like oh uh, I'll, I'll say i'll say uh producing rapping dancing mm. that's what's up that's what's up heck yeah now you said that you uh you were talking about you went viral yeah, I ain't realize it's been six years already, but you uh you went viral. Now, do you have do you enjoy when you go viral for sampling now? Or do you still enjoy when you create it create a beat from scratch? Like which one gives you that that feeling like, yeah, I, I did that. That's the one that's when you sample or when you just off just off scratch, just make a whole new sound. Because oh, I know you do oh, both. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um Oh, I'm sampling most definitely because I'm just an old soul. So like, I just, I love it. I love how it feels like I, and then on top of that, growing up around it, like when you hear an old record, like human nature or something like that, it's like the feeling of it. It's just nostalgic. Mm-hmm. So to recreate it and use those modern 808s and snares and, and trap drums and stuff like that, and just recreate it that way. It's like, that shit, this is every, that shit is everything. You know what I'm saying? I, I love it. I love to be able to sample it and it go viral. And also a lot of the, a lot of uh, dudes my age and younger aren't doing it like that. You know what I'm saying? So now um I know for myself, um growing up, just like us, we were all like like grew up with east coast new york hip-hop and stuff like that and having family members that were involved with it um through and through i know my fondest memory of when i fell in love with hip-hop was when um my god brother tried to teach me how to rap at like at like eight years old and stuff like that when do you think you fell in love when with hip-hop what's your fondest memory of in that point i was six years old my dad wrote a rhyme for me um, he did the beat. Um, um, he, yeah, he did the beat, and uh, it's so crazy because, like, when I think back on it, it's like I could actually remember. I can actually kind of remember the verse. It was like, it's like, ill, never sipping back, sipping no meal. My name is Man. Understand justice, silk on this maintain. Cause my pretty eyes, and I'm a fly guy. That's why my father getting pie in the wild. Like that was like my first rap, and it was it's like something that mm-hmm. it'll never leave me because like that was the first rhyme I ever spit on a beat and recorded it, and it was actually laid out on vinyl. Like you know what I'm saying? So it was, that was years ago. That was like '96. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's a that's I know that's a memory right there because I I listen we we fam. I remember the bad deal mixed mixtape. <laughs> yeah. I remember you and your mm-hmm. brother on the cover. Like we, you know, we've been around. Yeah, definitely, definitely. A lot of people wasn't there, so you know, a lot of people think 
I'm a young dude just making music and I'm new to this and I'm just sampling because I'm um I, I'm just trying to like go viral. I'm I'm trying to do something different when they don't know that I'm really cut from that cloth. That's really where I come from. So like like a lot of producers now make like uh loop beats and stuff like that. Like me, I grew up with my dad being a sample producer. And this is before the Kanye Wests exist and Pharrell and Just Blaze and all oh, my dad was there before them doing that. So a lot of people say, oh, he's taking Kanye style and stuff like that. I'm like, nah, I actually get my my, my, my style for my pop. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, this game. I remember those summers, man. <laughs> those summers <laughs> I used to get, yo. Yo, I remember those summers. I used to come up to to Mount Vernon and stay at man and Antoine's house, yo. And and Uncle Anf used to always like, yo, you need to you need to rap. And I never, I, I like, I was into music at the time, but I I didn't rap yet. And this was before y'all even rapped too. But yeah, then I remember coming up one summer. I think I might have been like, I think I might have been like thirteen or something like that. And I was rapping at the time. And he was like, man, you don't rap like that. And I was like, nah, I do rap. And I remember rapping for him. And then he was like, all right, rap this. And he, like, he, um, he, I guess he must have wrote it the night before, already knowing I was going to rap it. He, was, he wrote it the night before. And then the next morning, it was just, I think you was at, I forget who, it was nobody there. It was just me and him. And he was like, all right, rap this. And he had played the sample. We kept, he kept on playing. He kept playing. He kept playing. He was like, try rapping that to the beat. And I rapped into the beat. And then he used to have the um the the Kai MPC. Yeah. He made me do the um the kick and the snare to the beat and stuff like that. He was doing it that way to basically get me comfortable with rapping it and yeah. getting the um the rhythm to the beat. It was just a, a crazy memory. I remember it like it was yesterday, man. That shit was crazy. Uh, and then I he said. You said something like, um, um, said, um, got mad game and more throwbacks than fabulous. <laughs> I want yo, my baby, you can say, like, genuine. I, I forgot what you said. And after oh, all the fights together, I'm gonna have to clean up my closet like Marshall like Mathers. Mathers. Yeah, <laughs> oh my summer. god, then I'm gonna pop my pops one of the baby blue hummers. That's a fact. I'm re like, I'm so like like old soul with it and i remember all of those moments because they were special to me because that's what made me who i am now yeah oh my god i can't believe you remember that yeah that's man crazy. that was you had to be like i had to be like 11 you was like 13. that's that's crazy i pulled that one out that bag because whoo yeah yeah man Set so like we were set so like we were saying you've been doing this since you was little. So yeah. did you ever have a time like growing up in your teenage years? I remember when you was low low key secret for you guys that don't know. Uh man is actually really good at basketball, also. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but was there ever uh, a time when you thought about not doing music? Like just now nah, I'm not gonna go down this road, or this was always you just yeah, um, it's, that, that's a great question because a lot of people didn't really know that about me and I don't really talk about that. You know what I'm saying? Um, the reason I feel, I feel like for me, in my opinion, the reason why I didn't like 
played varsity at Mount Vernon and because I didn't really go hard enough in basketball because I love music so much. You know what I'm saying? So it was always like a, uh, you know, a battle with the two. Like I love basketball a lot. You know what I'm saying? It was a point where I was playing ball every day and it was interfering with me making music. And I'm like, damn, but I really like music does something to me, bro. It's just different. Like, you know what I'm saying? So what, like, I think my, uh, I think like my 11th or 12th grade year, I really said, you know what? This music shit is really what I want to do for the like rest of my life. Like this is what I want to do. And like, mm -hmm. I didn't even try out for the team or nothing. I was just like, that's when we were dancing, making the beats, rapping. We were doing like, we was full fledged that deal. Like, you know what I'm saying? In, mm -hmm. in high school. And that's when it really became like, this is what I really wanted. This is what I want to do. So yeah, and it was never a time I, I gave up like on music or it was like I gotta fall back from this for a minute. Not nah, music was always my first love. So and I kind of I kind of found it early. Yeah. I, I remember, remember those that records. Yeah. yeah, I was saying I remember those days. Is you was you was nice and ball too. So I, I said people don't know, but you, you got down on them courts too. Yeah, back, bro. <laughs> I'm still all right. It's just that the legs <laughs> are like, ain't the same. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's the only difference. <laughs> you got now, the bad knees now. The knees yo. don't look like they used to. <laughs> yo. Crazy. Crazy. Tell me about it. I was out there playing today, and it was like, it was rough. When you began winded, right? Yeah, yeah. It was rough. It was rough. But, oh, bro, I mean, so but now. Now you got the um, <laughs> it's crazy at this age. We got like the the vet mind when you play ball, so like you know what you could get away with even when you're tired. So like I just be doing like little little sneaky stuff to get away with stuff when I'm tired. Uh huh. Yeah. No, that's a fact. Like cherry picking, mm -hmm. doing. You know what I'm saying just you know basket hanging, all <laughs> <laughs> type of shit. Yeah, man. Um. Where do you get your inspiration from when it comes to your sampling? Um, I always try to sample. Like, I'm a, my inspiration really comes from like '80s music. I love, I love '80s soul. You know what I'm saying? I mean, '70s and '60s as well. '90s, I love all soul. So, like, a lot of, but I just something about the '80s that just it hit, it hit different for me. So, like, a lot of my inspiration for the samples and stuff that I really select. Um, they come from the 80s. And it's crazy that you ask that too because most of the samples that go viral for me come from the 90s, right? Because mm -hmm. it's nostalgic for the people of our generation that uh, grew up on those shows and stuff like that. So, like me, my age sampling 80s records, a lot of people my age wouldn't really know those records. So, it yeah. don't be like, oh, I remember that. But Unless I it's popular, matters, yeah, and it went crazy because Family Matters is something that we grew up seeing. You know what I'm saying? There's certain things like when I sample SWV, that's a '90s group. You know what I'm saying? Certain certain uh, stuff that that resonates with like our age bracket. They they kind of like uh, they take they they favor to it um, easier. You know what I'm saying? So, but a lot of my influence comes from the '80s. So like. This is a personal question of mine because I'm always thinking about this whenever I come across your videos or your pops videos. I'm always like, yo, I know I know music is kind of like infinite because like it's so much music out there from each generation. I'm always like, yo, 
how did he stumble upon this song? Because I've never heard it before. And yeah. I'm a music, I'm a music junkie. I'm a I'm a lab rat junkie, when it comes yes. to music. So it's like I'll be like listening to samples. And I'm like, yo, I've never heard this song before. Like ever in my life heard this song before. So I don't yeah. I don't know, man. Well, so y'all, y'all really be digging in the crates. <laughs> yeah. So you think you're a music junkie? I'm a junkie. Like I'm a freaking fanatic, bro. Like I'm a, like I, I'm I'm gonna break it down and see why I'm a fanatic. We could be anywhere. I'm gonna Shazam the song. We could be in a mall. We could, we could be in a in a in, a, in, in Forever Twenty One, and the song will come on. I hear something like, "Hey Siri, what's the name of this song?" Boom. I'll I'll mm-hmm. I'll do that because like, and then I'll screenshot it. Like I'm one of them people that like I'm listening. To, I'm any music commercials. Anything that comes on, I'm screenshotting it or I'm shazamming it because I'm always thinking of making a beat to it. And then also, like, I'll do, like, let's say I'll look up the dramatics because I know about the dramatics forever. So then stuff like the Commodores will come up. Then the Whispers will come up. Then the Spinners and then the Silvers. And then all of those groups start coming up. And then... It's groups that you never heard of. They come up to like recommended. Then you're like, oh, mm-hmm. what group is this? You know what I'm saying? It'll be like, um, the, um, what's it? What's their name? The Jane Girls, Mary Jane <laughs> yeah. Girls. Yeah. And it's like so many. It's it goes on so far, like to the point where now with all of those uh, artists that that have come up, I actually listen to their albums from start to finish, all the way through. Mm. so that's how I find like a lot of samples because like it might be something like yo they sampled this before but they might be a part that, that they, they missed like I'm gonna yeah. listen to the whole, yeah. song, the whole eight, eight minute song remember back in the day song was like eight minutes nine minutes yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying there'll be a, a a section at the beginning where it's just the music playing for like two minutes so I listen to all of that stuff man I'm like a music fanatic like I'll be in my car playing like you know, for me Marvin Gaye like Barry White, I'll be bumping that in my car, like you know what I'm saying. So that's really how I uh, come up, like with, with most of the samples and stuff like that. I really dig and, and be searching, like I always want to find a gem. Mm. It's, it's like a muscle; you just got to keep keep working at it, working at it. it gets yeah, stronger. and then like you said, like, like you just said, hear stuff. It's infinite. Like you gonna mm-hmm. sometimes I'm not gonna lie to you. Sometimes I get to a point like, damn, I feel like I sampled everything, and then. I'll hear a song from a group I never heard of, and then I'll look up all they stuff, and I'm like, damn, I'm about to sample like four songs from them. Now I'm back in it. Now I'm back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that, that's really how it goes. And you could take so much from a song. Like, you could do multiple beats and just... Yeah, and you could sample a beat, I mean, a song, a million different ways. I could take the sample mm-hmm. and put it in reverse, and it'll, it'll sound like a different song. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like so much you could do when it comes to like sampling records. It's crazy. Outside of your pops, who do you look at? Not even, I would say, because obviously we all listen to music, so we all get stuff from everybody. But like, do you listen to their beats and you be like, yeah, that's that's dope. Like, I like the way he do that or the way he flipped that. Like, I, who's like really got you? And you'd be like, yo. That's a that's a dope. He makes dope beats, or she makes dope beats all the time. Uh, DJ Premier and Kanye. 
big Premier fan. I'm a big Premier fan. Yeah, I love Premier. Premier is insane. I love Premier. Premier and, and, and Yay, I, I love both of them. I just like that they're soulful. Like, and I like I, I like all sad music. I like all sad and soulful and like I love music like mm-hmm. that. You know what I'm saying? I feel like they they cater more to that sound. I was telling somebody the other day when Ye is in his R&B bag. Oh my God! <laughs> He's a that's a dangerous that's a dangerous man when he get in that R&B mood. Yeah, I remember yes. I was just talking to someone about um um you know that record um that Alicia Keys did the You Don't Know My Name. Yeah, mm-hmm. that record right there. Kanye did that one, and yeah. um, yeah. and uh he did, actually didn't do anything to it. <laughs> he took it's it's a sample from main ingredient and like he just looped it like he just mm-hmm. looped it and didn't put drums or nothing on it it was nothing i'm like wait he got away with this like this is crazy <laughs> he put it, took the sample and just looped it and i think maybe it was like some little chords or something like that towards the end of it but it wasn't really nothing on the record i'm like the man's a genius like he really got a platinum Platinum song for just taking a sample and changing the pitch and me sped it up a little bit or something like that. And that's it. No drums, no nothing. And and I know you and I know you know that because you got that song, man. I'm, I'm waiting for you to get the clearance. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, the record with Capella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. That's a fact, man. That's a fact. I actually had to I actually um on that clearance for that record, I had to actually because when I sampled the Alicia Keys version of it intentionally. Mm-hmm. People were like, why you don't get the original? I'm like, I know the original, but like, I wanted her to do that, baby, baby. So like, mm-hmm. baby, baby, baby. So go, boom, 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 baby, baby. So what, then I loop it again. So I was like, baby, 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 boom, 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 boom. I wanted her to say that in the beat. I just mm-hmm. loved how it sounds. And, um, with the sample clearance, I was like, I let, let me make let me let me do the same beat over with the original. So I did the beat actually twice with the original main ingredient sample, just in case the clearance don't go through with the Alicia Keys sample. Cause with the Alicia Keys, you gotta go through Alicia and Alicia gotta go through main ingredient. And, but if you do main ingredient, if you just sample them, you just go directly to the source of the people that made it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I did two versions just in case. Yeah. Yeah, and we make a prayer that baby baby part. We get an actual vocalist to just sing that part in. I'm praying. I'm praying. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Cause boy. Yeah, that's a that's that's a banger, bro. He was actually performing that joint on tour and the song wasn't even out and people knew it. It's mm-hmm. so crazy, bro. People knew the record and he's it's not even out. That's what man, you know, man, you got something. Yeah, man knows that I like I'm like a I'm like a silent investor when it comes to man. Like I've been following man's music journey since we was kids, but I'm talking about like like now, it don't matter, like because you know, people they, they fall in out of love or like they become fans and then they stop supporting and stuff like that. Man knows that it don't matter when he posts something. Eventually, he gonna see that I reposted it or shared it on Facebook. He know that still to this day, that oh, wait. freestyle. Oh, oh, I'll, wait. I'll repost that freestyle every single year, bro. That old freestyle of you in the old room at, on Adam Street. 
old when I when I rap to the uh locks joint, recognize. Yep, yep. Every that year, one, every year. Yo, that yep. one went viral. I think that was like my first viral video. Yeah, I think that was like my first viral video. Um, that happened like in 2013, 12 or something. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, man. And it's crazy, bro. I've been going viral for so many years on social media, like just not even only for beats. Like I, that was a viral video for me rapping. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I went viral for talking about fashion, viral dancing, viral making beats. I just feel like it, it's destined. It's, it's going to happen. It just got to stick to it. And it's just timing. It's just timing. Yeah, I yeah. remember. I remember the, the infamous Fab versus ASAP. <laughs> that one, yeah. Remember the yeah, yeah, yeah. The infamous Fab versus ASAP um caption and, and people was just in the comments. It was hundreds and hundreds of comments. But man, it was going bananas. Mind you, at that time, there was like um, it was a lot of people like disagreeing with me. But um, now people be trying to uh, they see it, uh, play fabulous for the way he dressed. Yeah, you know what I'm saying because nice. fabulous was more safe back in the days. Like back in the days, he was more like hood fly. Now he's crossing over to like more of the European style and doing the just risky stuff. Like Rocky, he since he came out, he been on that. You know what I'm saying? That's what I loved about him because, like, it's kind of similar to, like, how I am, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, you know what I'm saying? I just, I don't give a fuck. I wear what I like. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's just, a, I, that's why I relate to him so much. And I just love the way he ain't from New York. You know what I'm saying? So, so keep it, keep it 100 with me because anyone that follows you on social media knows that you like to start trouble with your statuses. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> do you believe some of this stuff you be putting out there, or do you just be trolling just because you know people just like to argue for no reason? Well, I I, I don't no, I, I mean everything I say. Okay. But I actually <laughs> love to debate. I, I'm glad y'all are on here because well y'all at least when we post this, people will know. Like y'all y'all gonna vouch. We grew up in a debative family. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah, as a sure. kid, my uncles were in the backyard arguing about who would win in a fight, uh, Bruce Lee or Mike Tyson. Mm -hmm. I remember it yeah. like it was yesterday. And it was like, it's just dope, though, just seeing perspective. Um, You know, some people, some like, when, if you know me, you'll know, like, I don't, I'm not trying to, like, make fun of people or, or like, disrespect people or nothing. People be getting offended by like my, my, my statuses and everything. They be get they be hurting they be so like, in they I, feelings. Yeah, like some things like um, you know, like I just it's this is my opinion and I'm just a very straightforward like um our boots just told me that he said, Yeah, you, you post you post a lot of shock value. He's <laughs> like when you post, you say shit, and it just in it, and you make people like have to say something. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But it's like I like I like to say the things that I know a lot of people think, but they won't say it because they they trying to be careful. But I'm just like, why? Why you can't just say how you feel and just express it and just say it? Like you know what I'm saying? Like it is what it is. Like I don't really care because I'm not saying what I'm saying to get people to change how I feel about it because how I feel about it and how I feel about it. But I'm, I'm definitely open to get your, your perspective on it. Like I'll definitely, cause we learn from each other when we debate, 
Like if you if I'm telling you something about music, I'm sure there's things that you, James, you may know about music or you may know something about music that I don't know. So mm-hmm. if we debating about something, you're like, but did you know that such and such did? I'm like, nah, I ain't know that. And then uh, now I just learned something. So mm-hmm. I, that's my that's my real sole purpose and like why I love to debate because I learn like through it. I learn a lot from other people's opinions and a lot of other people have different perspectives and stuff like that. So, you know, it's not really me just uh really posting or trolling. I don't I don't I don't troll. I really just straight <laughs> up about what I say. <laughs> I I I routinely go on and just see all the people that be in their feelings on your status and it and I just be like I know for a fact and I think what also triggers people is that you put everything in caps. So it always gets misconstrued <laughs> that you're, Yo! you're yelling or you're angry when you're saying, and you're just talking. I, I because I know you, I know yeah. that you're just talking. Like it's you're not even that. Yo, it's not even that serious I to you. To a point where I went back to like when I first started Facebook, I was writing in all caps on Facebook when I first started it. That's just mm-hmm. how I write. You know what I'm saying? And and I tell people this all the time. The reason why I write in all caps is a thing for me that I do where. I try not to rely on uh, autocorrect. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when you write in cap, all caps, they don't correct everything. You know what I'm saying? But when you write regular, you, you'll you just be like, you go spell something, it'll just correct it for you. Just click on it. It'll correct it for you. You click on it. It's like some AI shit. Like, it'll just mm-hmm. do the shit for you. Like, if you know what I'm saying? So I really like to, like, just write it all out and, you know, not lose that, you know? Just, I don't know. It's just genuine feeling. Yeah, this is that thing I do for me. That's just like making beats. Like a lot of producers drag and drop and program and drag and yeah. drop. Like me, I have to be pressing them and putting them in. So it's just for me. Like I just do certain things for me because it it just helps with me. Like, you know what I'm saying? For my, my little personal reasons and stuff like that, you know? Mm. But they be they definitely take it crazy. Like, oh, but well, why are you raining on caps? You mad? I'm like, bro, like look at the status. It's in all caps. <laughs> like you're under the comment and the status is in all caps. And you're saying I'm writing you in all caps because I'm angry. I'm not angry. I don't I'm not angry at people's opinions. Like it's your opinion. You 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 have it. <laughs> yeah. It's yours. <laughs> you know, I think I think it bothers a lot of people that I don't get upset. You know what I'm saying? That I don't get up there and be like, F you, fuck you, this and that, and be bugging out. I just be chilling, bro. Like I just you know, but sometimes I, I just posted a status. It said, um, you'll you'll post something on social media and uh you'll be posting something in general and here comes the shoe that fit that, that here comes the shoe that fits. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's like people yeah. will come here because they'll be thinking you're talking about them. And I'm like, I don't yeah. know what's going on in your life, bro. Like you came on here attacking me because I gave my opinion about something in general and you got on here offended. I don't even know your life, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I so, go through I go through a lot of it. You know, I'm I, I I do feel like I'm I'm a very confident person and that bothers people a lot too because they think I'm overdoing it and I'm I think I think my stuff is like I, I be jamming too hard to my stuff, but I'm like that's genuinely me, like bro, like that's really just yeah. how I it's not it's not an act or anything, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. If you're a fan of your own stuff, you ain't really gotta worry about what nobody else feels. Exactly. And especially when um, you know, when someone goes viral, okay. But if you go on viral back to back to back to back to back, your, your stuff is good, bro. You know what I'm saying? And then when I if I get if the majority of my comments are like, that's dope, that's fire, that's dope. And then you got one saying, bro, he that's just trash. 
I need that too. But if, yeah. if everyone's telling me my stuff is dope every day, I'm gonna believe my shit is dope. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you be like, yo, you can't you can't call yourself the sample god. I'll be like, bro, like people call me that. Like, and then I'm just like repeating it. I'm just taking it and saying it too now. You know, they gave me that name because they because I've been doing it and I've been sampling and every time I go live or make a video, it's a sample beat. So people like, yo, he the sample guy, he samples everything. So then I just be like, I am a sample god now. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It is what it is. And it bothers people. That that confidence be killing people, man. Like, <laughs> confidence burns. Budgets. Confidence burns. Yeah, you know, some people be just insecure, you know, within within themselves. And it just, you know, they be they be wondering, like, damn, how is this person like so happy and so confident in what he's doing? He thinks he's so good at what he's doing. You're supposed to think you're the best. Like, you know what I'm saying? You are supposed to think you're the best. Mm-hmm. You know? Mike, I'm trying to understand this question you got here, but I'm gonna break it down. Do you enjoy mixtapes or albums more? Well, in today's generation, it's like the same thing now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, They're like the same thing, same but thing now. But I know, I know, the, I understand the question. He basically mm-hmm. like, oh, well, of our and of our ever when we grew up, mixtapes were shit on the streets, like you know, like those mixtapes where it's mixed records and mixed stuff up. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. G-Unit, then you got Fab, then you got Lloyd Banks and Cassidy. And, you know what I'm saying? Then you got an art, artist with an album. Oh, I used to love those, man. Um, I used to love those those mixtapes because even before that, we we had the radio where you had to catch it. You had to catch it at mm-hmm. that time. And you, had to, you had to record it and, and hold down the two buttons on the cassette <laughs> that uh, play and record. I got one right here. You hit the two and you record it in with the tape. And all of that stuff like that. Um, but and then Big G, you know, he used to be on the app selling the selling the mixtapes like crazy, you know what I'm saying? So like mm-hmm. I have all the mixtapes on CD. We had Limewire downloading mixtapes, all of that. So the mixtape was was goaded. The mixtape game, yeah. What I was that's exactly what I was trying to get. Do you do you prefer that mixtape game where someone just drop a mix because like I feel like sometimes with the mixtape, it's a little, you can, being in the industry, you could tell, like, there's a little bit more freedom with the mixtapes, mm-hmm. but the album has got to be a little bit more structured. Yeah. So, like, sometimes okay. the mixtapes is better because the artist, that's just them just making music, enjoying it. Or do you like when they sit down and they take their time and they make uh, a body of work and they make an album? Well, I like both. Well, maybe it just depends on, on the artist, I guess. Um mm-hmm. Like Nas, I want to hear Nas album. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean? like I, I want to hear a Nas album. Like you know, what I'm saying, uh, it really just depends. Maybe maybe it depends because like, um, you know, certain certain rappers like they don't really certain certain rappers only make good albums, in my opinion. But they may jump on they may they may be on a feature with somebody like a remix or something like that, like and go crazy. So like you know, it just, maybe it just depends on our on the artist for me whether I like the music yeah. or, or the album. I, yeah, I I think it does sometimes depend on the on the artist more so. Yeah, man. The um the mixtape era, man. You can't you can't get rid of that, man. You can't uh-huh. get rid of it. Like the mixtape era, it um it 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 birthed so many different type of styles and it birthed so many different type of eras. And it birthed so many different type of um different type of rappers that to come into the game. Like 
I remember when G Unit happened. I remember. I remember when when Nipsey happened. I remember when when the drought two with Wayne happened. I remember when uh Cushion OJ happened with Wiz. Like when Cushion Orange Juice happened. Oh my. God. Oh my. God. I was the biggest Wiz. <laughs> Oh my god, niggas started talking like him and all that. <laughs> oh my god. Like you like you can't you had have, to be there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you got you know, you I can't get rid I really of it. just I've never even seen nothing like it at that time. Like it, he was really like doing college tours and like he was on Rostrum Records at first. I don't even remember what he was on. I don't even know the name of that. Man. Label was I know it was like it was like an indie label or some shit. It, it was wasn't indie, like, yeah. He got on Warner afterwards, but he was yeah. like he was doing like yeah, cushion orange juice and all that shit. Like when I heard planes and um, yo, um, ink my whole body. I don't give him. I was like, yeah, this Taylor game. Yo, when 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 Wiz came out, bro, like. I couldn't even understand him at first because he used to rap in a weird pocket. It was kind of offbeat, and he was talking about stuff like you had to like, like low key. You had to really like listen to Wiz. You had to like pay attention to what he was saying because if you wasn't paying attention, if you were just like an East Coast dude, like, and what's crazy is he from he from Pennsylvania, so he he on the East Coast, but he sound like a West Coast rapper. Yeah. But like, if you ain't paying attention to him, you would think he just like you be like, yo, what is this nigga talking about, bro? Yeah. But yeah. like, when you paid attention, you like, yo, all right, he kind of spit some shit. <laughs> like, it took me a while to like listen to Cushion Orange Juice after a while, and I just started like feeling it. Like, it became like a real vibe, bro. And that's only because it was new. It was a breath of fresh yeah. air. So we mm-hmm. you know we had to, we had to adapt and learn like and understand like who he was. You know what I'm saying? That's why I think um. Not to really go off topic, but that's why I think um a lot of people like in New York don't really fuck with ASAP Rocky as an artist because like they 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 have a certain expectation for New York rappers and shit like that. Like yeah. he, don't, he don't have a New York rapper style. Like you know what I'm saying? He might do some ch- chopped and screw, but like I feel like he's more rapping his lifestyle. Like he's a fashion dude. Like he done traveled and did this and did that. Like, he do things there. He's just a different type of dude. So his music is going to sound different than the, your average dude from New York that's just going to spit about New York shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's I, just a lot of people don't really respect him on a rap, on a rapper level. But I get it. I, I love him as a rapper. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of people don't. That's, that's yeah, actually facts. You got to really listen to ASAP. It, I'm not even going to... It took me a little bit to get on ASAP, but then, like, like you said, like when you start listening to, it, be like, yo, he's kind of spitting. Actually, if you just, yeah, just kind of listen, like, yo, ASAP's actually low key kind of nasty. Like, yeah, if you take everything, how he dressed and you know, what I'm saying everything about him, and you just he just spit that rich shit, yo. Rap, <laughs> yeah, if you just listen to him rap. He raps like he's a rapper. Yeah. He's a spitter. Nah, he you know is. Because then, then it could, you know, there's a lot of rappers that I, people think is so nice that I'll be like, ah, uh, yeah, I ain't really saying much. He's saying like what is expected, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they just can't like relate me. to him. That's all it really is. That's they just can't relate is, to him. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to remember, 
those the 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 group the group of person that he is like the group of people that hung around him and how they were that's a small percentage in new york that's just like us in mount vernon like nobody in mount vernon like us we are the only we was the only people dying our hair red and blue and dressing and riding skateboards the way and, and and you know what i'm saying and getting light and then making songs to soulful beats and then, and then, you know what I'm saying? It was just like so much going on with that deal that a lot of my city ain't really like take and take to it heavy because they just couldn't relate to what we was doing. We was chilling in Soho every day. Yeah, and my, they was chilling out here, you know what I'm saying? So we was like going, doing different stuff and wearing different stuff. So we we, we would get on, on, on a song and talk about Andamula Mista or like some oversized like shirts that nobody in my brother ever wore and they ain't gonna be like what the fuck are you talking about mm. they just can't relate you know yeah, yeah uh, go ahead, ahead. no nah, i was just gonna i was just saying like uh what is it um what's the damn song with um by asap and he got he got rihanna in the video my pistol go bang yeah. bang boom boom, boom pop pop, pop. that that video is just like it's that video is legendary and it's game changing because it's such a, just a different type of video and how they how they recorded it, how it was directed, it how it was shot. It's just a that video was different. shot in Soho at this store called Oak. They used to have a store mm. called Oak in, on Bond Street in Soho, and that store was I'm telling you about elite. I'm talking about they used to have a sale in the basement in the boxes where you could go in the boxes and it'd be five dollar shirts six dollars mm. jeans and it was crazy but the shit was high quality top of the line like upstairs shit was like eight hundred dollars a jacket it was it was mm. so crazy going in oak every and everything in the whole store was black and white mm. that's why the video was like that the video was in black and white because the, the whole store was black and white hell that's yeah that's, so when i saw that video i was like oh no he didn't do a video in the oak store bro <laughs> And see, and that's one of the things. If you know, you know. If you know, you so know. That, because I didn't know that. I didn't know anything about that. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah. that video resonated with you because you know. Exactly. I mean, yo, he he he, he that he that nigga, man. Look, he got Rihanna. She she pregnant again. <laughs> he a winner in my he a winner in my book for that. Exactly. So yeah, nah. he doing something Big right. So, you know what I'm saying? He's doing something. Argue with people every day, like you know, he's like that nigga's garbage, this and that. But son is a multi-millionaire. He's done. He yo, he don't even really make music like that anymore. He's making so much money in fashion. You don't and, need to make music. It's the same correct. thing with Rihanna. She Ooh, don't even he, need to make music. Yeah, he's different, bro. So, do you enjoy rappers now? Do you think there's as much substance? As when we grew up, like in their raps. Yo, I, I ain't gonna lie. Lately, I haven't really been enjoying rap like that. You know, know what I'm saying? Like, I, it's been it's been tough. Um, I'm interested. Yeah, I'm interested in what you're gonna say. Be up at night, like the girls are taking over. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's wild, bro. And it's like you know. They sign a lot of popular, a lot of popular people instead of like a lot of like talented people. So, the people that we're hearing it are like people that may just be lit, you know what I'm saying, and just lit, just popular. So then they decide to rap, and then now they're on, and it's like, what about the dude that's like that be at the corner store, bro? That that's really spitting, that's nice, 
You know what I'm saying? Even if you look at like some of the battle rappers, them niggas are geniuses, bro. Mm-hmm. The wordplay is ridiculous. Have I'm yeah. heavy in the battle rap game. Yeah, bro. They them niggas is incredible, bro. But they 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 don't make it as big because that's not what they focusing on anymore. They just focusing on numbers. Yeah, and I think and I think the um the battle rap guys get a bad rap. I think the narrative needs to change when it comes to battle rappers because a lot back in the day, people used to automatically think that battle rappers couldn't make a, a song because they were so drawn into the battle rap lifestyle that them making a song was it wasn't that appealing when they went that route but now the battle rappers that make songs now they make really really good songs like arsenal he's nasty and his yeah, songs yeah. is really I like, good um, I like tsunami surf i like his i like his um, mm-hmm. songs yeah like so i think that rappers the um, battle rappers get a bad bad rap because of what the narrative used to be so yeah and we're gonna talk about battle rap. You know I'm gonna play my drop tunes. Shit like that. Shit like that. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't really been tapped into, into battle rap heavy. I see a lot of the clips and stuff, like a lot of the clips just going around that may have circulated, going viral and stuff like that. So I might see a clip of it, but I, I haven't really been tapped into it heavy lately because I really just been focusing on uh, my, my craft and just like really just locked in and not really trying to take in too much influence from other artists. And then, cause like, I'm one of those people, like if you listen to, if I listen to something too much, I'll end Such up doing it. Like Yo, and I'm like, damn, like I just said some shit like that's similar to like, I'm good, bro. Like I'll be just really just trying to stay in my own lane and just give and just stay focused. Mm-hmm. Now, um, so now, my question that I have on, um, we know it's the it's the 50th anniversary August of hip hop. August uh, hip hop is 50 years old. I got some hip hop. We got some hip hop questions for you, based okay. around hip hop. Um, like, so in homage of hip hop, you got a quote. Like, what's your quote of a lyric that of a track that's like? on a regular basis in your head like there's a quote or a lyric or a line like every day or every other day that may pop up in your head do you know what that might be verbal assassin my architect pleases when i was 12 i went to hell for snuffing jesus that's Nas. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's Nas on uh live at the barbecue mm-hmm. I, I had a feeling it was going to be a Nas. Definitely. Uh, I had a feeling it was going to be Nas. It's a lot of Nas joints that go through my head every day because I'd be amazed. Like, I put that together. Like, who do you, uh, who do you think is uh, some of the most, the most underrated artists in hip hop, either past or present? Underrated? I would probably say it's that Rocky. Um, not a, that's not a bad answer. That's... I would say it's that Rocky because he don't get enough flowers for like his artistry. That first mixtape he did was incredible. Mm. Incredible. I What was the what was the um the song that popped for him? Peso. Yeah. Peso's wow. 
Purple swag, purple swag, and peso. Mm-hmm. I remember it being pesos. I remember it. I remember yeah, them being in the, di- in the, the diner. Gate. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, the yeah. that busting out the gate, like. Yeah, that 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 made him that made him pop. That's when Drake went and got him and put him on his tour and everything, and he, he was out of his ever since then. And is it out of it? Yeah, that's when you take yeah. off after that. Yeah, yeah the Raph Ra- Ra- Simmons. Yeah, the the Raph Simmons, the the yeah. the leopard skin uh yeah, listen, bandana he, that wrapped around his neck. A lot of people don't like when I say this. He bought back a lot of shit. He said Rocky bought gold back. Yeah. Yeah, it's that mm-hmm. Rocky boy French braids back. Mm-hmm. It's that Rocky yeah, boy no. high top Harlem's with the straps. Well, Air Force Ones with the straps back. Yeah, it's that Rocky Ooh. is the one that made Rav Simmons, yeah. Rick Owens back popular. He's the one that made Pyrex and and Hood by Air and all that shit lit. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Asap Rocky was the one. That's why he don't really rock with them like that because he's like, yo, like I did that, like. Yeah, oh, the man. Pyrex. Yeah, the Pyrex and the Hood by Air jersey shirts. Yeah, come on. Yeah, he he he's the one that did that. Mm-hmm. Like on a major scale. Like I'm sure people was wearing it, but like he did it on a major scale when people was like when he said Rav Rav Simmons Rick Owens. You see what I'm dressed in? Niggas started googling that shit and started looking it up. Like what is that? Like let me go grab some of those. Mm-hmm. And then it became a thing. You know what I'm yeah, saying? That's him. like I, I always felt like Wiz Khalifa bought back Chuck Taylors, even though people never stopped wearing them. That's what a lot of people argue with me about, and they try to they, like they try to say that like I'm saying that people didn't wear them. Of course, people wear Reebok still. People wear everything still. But when you make something yeah. trend, I remember Converse came back into the stores and the price went up when when um, yeah. Wiz Khalifa came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he bought it back. I'm sure yeah. gang members in LA and all that still wore Chuck Tays, but you know what I'm saying? He made it, he put it on a on a on a universal, like he went crazy. He had people in New York wearing them heavy. Yeah, he brought back camo shorts. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember Wiz Khalifa had people wearing camo. I was just we just was talking about this on the episode. Chuck Taylors and and and, and mid-high socks with camo. Flies shorts with jean jackets with pens on them or jean jackets mm-hmm. cut off. I love people like them, bro. Like they, he's just influential, bro. He did the he did the the the, the patch, the blonde patch. In yeah, his head. yeah, I remember know? that too. He did. A, he was like, I'm gonna be honest, like that tattoo shit. He did that. He made it a thing again, like for mm-hmm. real. Like his whole body was inked up, mm-hmm. and people went and got tatted up because of Wiz Khalifa. Yeah, yeah. Because I would say so, I would um, agree okay. with. I was gonna say I was just gonna say I, for me I would be like maybe Jay Electronica would be in that conversation for me. I don't think he he gets the recognition like he's a dope rapper and well, like he don't. Well, I, absolutely. Um, Jay Electronica is actually one of the best lyricists ever. Actually, mm-hmm. like lyrically, he, he don't ever. get. He don't get yeah. the shine that he should, but yeah, but he's he's too woke. You understand? Like he's just yeah. too woke. So like a lot of the things he say, like it'll go over people's head. That's why I don't even mention him because he's just so woke that like people won't even give him a chance. Like unless you're woke too. If you woke too, you're gonna listen to him. You're gonna understand. Like you know what I'm saying? You're gonna listen to what he's saying. But he goes over a lot of people's heads with the stuff. He's he's talking deep shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, his that album, his right. album with Hove, a lot yeah. of people instantly jumped to um to Hove because it's the popular opinion to say that Hove killed him on the album. But if you like really pay attention to the things that he's saying, yeah, he kind of went toe to toe. Why would Hove like, jump yeah. on the album with him like that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He know, he know that that man is special. Mm-hmm. Entire album. Well, I will say this though: a lot of people. When I be having like rap debates on like Facebook and stuff like that, a lot of people base um who's the best based on like lyrics, you know what I'm saying? And um I always tell people that's not what makes an artist great. There are dope lyricists all over, bro, but like what makes an artist really great is how they ride the beat, their cadence, their delivery, knowing how to be in key and in, in pitch and everything at a certain time, knowing how to say things. And you know who is perfect at all of those things? Drake. That's mm-hmm. why Drake is, is a big success because, like, he makes, like, records. He makes records for the people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He doesn't make records just for himself. Like, he really makes records mm-hmm. for the people. He's like, I, I could say this, but I want to say it like this because they're going to get it. They're going to understand it. And you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, 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 it's all about knowing how to really create a record for real, knowing how to select beats, knowing how to do That's- all of that is what makes you a great artist. Yeah, I agree. That skill of being able to pick a beat, that is a very underrated skill. Like, you know why? Knowing you know, what to put what on what beat, that is a skill. Fat Joe has been successful for this long because he knows how to pick beats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not mm-hmm. the best rapper, but he knows how to pick beats. He has always mm-hmm. picked good beats. You know what I'm saying? So that's why he lasted this long. Right? Fat Joe been around longer than most everybody in the game. People don't know mm-hmm. Joe been around since the nineties, early nineties, early nineties, early nineties. Like, yeah. Uh, what is it? Um, give me a song that expanded your idea of what rap could be. Uh, Nas rewind. Okay. 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 Yeah, rewind. Oh man, like when he when he when he spit that song in reverse and still made it make sense. I kind of thought like, damn, he doing this in the early two thousands. I wonder what rap that was. That was storytelling on a different level. Yo, bro, I was like, what is rap gonna be in 20 more years, bro? You know what I'm saying? Because that was in that was insane to me. You know what I'm saying? I was a kid at the time, I was young, so I just hearing that was insane to me. You know what I'm saying? Just listening to that, and it's still crazy as an adult listening to it. Like, I was like, yo, bro. Spinning it took me a long time. Back was an ACDC. I get my niggas dap, jump out the van back first, back upstairs, took off my black shirt. I'm in the crib with the phone in my ear. Listen up, say so I can figure out the poem real quick. He said the voice on the phone was like outside, right? We so with my mouth wide, holding my heat. Bullets I had, plenty to squeeze, plenty for you. And jungle said, "Lock the door, enemies duck." The enemies locked the door. Oh my god! Like he's really <laughs> rapping it backwards. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm like, yo, he's really doing this backwards. This is crazy to me. You know what I'm saying? So like, when I, that that made me really like think like, yo. Yeah, that that shit was crazy. I I have um 
I have um I want to say I want to I well over the last like 15 years I've had a newfound um love for Nas because when I'm a huge J fan I'm a whole, yeah. huge whole fan so when the whole ether and takeover thing happened I was like anti Nas for a long time yeah but what yeah I was anti Nas for a long time but what brought me back was um once I started like really indulging myself into music and started to like listen back into stuff like that, it it was after um it was when it was when Lost Tapes came out. When mm. Lost Tapes came out, I listened to that and it kind of like made me listen back to all this other stuff like Illmatic and Stillmatic and I Am and all that stuff like that. It was but what made me fall back in love with Nas was and I don't even know if this album gets enough credit. And I tell this album to Mike all the time. I don't know if it gets enough credit, but Life is Good is one of my favorite Nas albums. You talking Life about is- Life is Good with um they, they it, you wouldn't understand? Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. I bought that album. Yeah. Like yeah. I bought the physical copy of that album. That album Yeah, is- him sitting in the chair with the dress. Yeah. I love that album. Yeah. That album was the album that I like started to really like listen to Nas again, and people got to stop giving Nas the um the bad rap of him on um, picking bad beats, man, because that's not true. I'm here to set the record straight. Well, I don't really like the him working with Hit Boy on everything like Lady. I think I think that with Hit Boys, Hit Boys from the West Coast. Yeah. He's from the West Coast. Nas sounded, you know, not to make it an East Coast, West Coast thing, but like Nas sounded better on East Coast producers' beats, like Primo, Premier, mm-hmm. Large Professor, Q-Tip, you know, Pete Rock. All of those producers that, like, that produced Illmatic and it was written and all of that shit, shit Havoc, all of those producers that come from, like, that New York gritty sound, I've mm-hmm. always loved Nas over those beats. So now, like, and I and I'm I, I might be biased because I like samples. And yeah. like uh even on the last uh drink that uh Hit Boy did for his last album, he did sample in it on that last one, but I ain't Magic, like how he did the Magic samples too. that much. Yeah. He has an unorthodox, maybe it's a style I gotta get That's... used to. It's unorthodox. It's like it is it, it's, it's mm-hmm. the, like I like I'm expecting it to. Like yeah. the sample will come in, I'm like, ooh, this sample is fire. And then the drums will just be like, it won't, yeah. it won't hit me. I don't know, man. I think that's I think that's what Nas was looking for, though. That's why they did it. Was just their fifth or sixth album. I think like when people have been in the game as long as Nas, have done music as long as Nas, you gotta kind of find ways to um to bring that excitement back and that love back. So I think yeah. that him doing those things with Hit Boy. They found something. They um they found something that mesh, and yep. that's what kind of like brought that back out. Because I thought, you know, that 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 line that Hope used to say that that five out on one album in five years, nigga. I could divide like when he was saying how how unfrequent how Nas drops album, that was like a real thing, because he wouldn't really drop albums that often. And and now that he has found that love, that's why we got five six albums in three years. You know, and I think that that's what works for him. That's why he's doing that. I respect that. I respect that. 
gotta stay busy. I, I, I really respect that. Like I never looked at it like that. Mm -hmm. that's, that's a great way to look at it because it was a time where I'm like, damn, nah, this was good. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know? And, I, yo, you know what's crazy about this whole topic we talking about? I remember Hove saying, like, because, like, I like, I don't know, I, yo, I'm a, I'm a whole fan. I'm a whole fan, too. I love Hove. And mm -hmm. I feel like um, Hove be saying, he said, uh, if you want my old shit, cop my old albums. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's like, Damn, like you know what I'm saying? So you ain't gonna never get that old whole back, like cause I love reasonable doubt, bro. Like yo. Yeah. Oh my god, bro. Like it, that shit was a lyrical that album is lyrical genius, bro. That's the I and I and I and even though I like I like Hove more because I feel like Hove is just more flamboyant and like bolsterous and stuff like that more than Nas. That's that's what I like from Hove versus mm -hmm. Nas. Okay. But when it yeah, that's that's what I like about Hove more than Nas. He just like bolsterous about his stuff. He just like this is what I am and that's just what it is. I'm the I'm the goat and you're gonna have to prove to me otherwise type of just attitude, right? But yeah. with Nas, what I like about Nas is just like like his his flow when he rap is just like damn man. I didn't even think you would like find that kind of like cadence or that pocket. Like his his flow is just like he still rap like like son of the thing running my grapefruit droop. Like 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 when he do stuff like this, it's 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 nothing like yeah. Uh, my favorite Nas song of all time is Memory Lane. Yeah, and that's how he rapped on that. It was like. It, the flow was so like it was like it was just waving all up and down. I'm like, damn, I say that shit. Yeah. Oh my trying god. Trying to trying to trying to recite a Nas rap is like, oh my god, like oh, I yeah. learn it. Yeah. Yeah. It took me. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. I know all of his rhymes front to back from like from from like his older shit that I listen to like to this day, mm -hmm. bro. Like I think um. I think some of his best verses came from um, uh, Street Dreams and uh, a song called Take It In Blood. Yeah. Those verses was, oh, man. What, what he said? He said, uh, growing up, project struck, looking for luck, dreaming, scoping that large niggas beaming. Check what I'm seeing. Cause ghetto stars pushing ill Europeans. Gene heard about them old timers ODing. Young. Early 80s throwing rocks at the crazy ladies. Worshipping every word them rope rocking niggas gave me. The streets raised me up, giving a fuck. I thought Jordans and the gold chain was living it up. Man, I knew the dope, yeah. the pushes, the addicts, everybody. Cut out of class just to smoke blunts and drink. You feel me? He went he went crazy. Like, on that, that, that I feel like the, 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 the It Was Written album after Illmatic, that was when he knew he was a beast. Like, he was like, I'm a mm -hmm. beast. Like, when he did, when he did, um, 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 what's it called? Um, I gave you power and all that. He was going crazy. Yeah, I gave you power. Uh, um, a, a gun. Black it's like horse. a gun. Oh, that whole yeah. So, so I'm a uh, James. This is gonna be for Dylan for editing. I gotta go to the bathroom, so I'm just gonna cut it. Like just talking right now. I'm gonna just run to the bathroom. I'll be right back. Where where? Yeah, man. Yeah, Nas, Nas. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a, a huge fan. Uh huh. What you been working on lately? 
Well, right now, yo, it's crazy that you were saying that about like I found a sample that I found a song, bro. It's so dope. The sample. It's so like, it's just so like, I don't know, it's so soulful, but I nobody knows it. And I'm like, yo, how the fuck did I find this shit, yo? It's so dope. This shit. <laughs> What the fuck that is? <laughs> As you see what I'm saying, like I know that that's a record people don't know, but it sound it sound like it's a it sound like a popular drink, but it's not. It sounds like a '90s pop artist. Mm. It's a it, actually it's this girl. Oh. Yo, bro, I never even heard of the art the artist. Her name is Aki Akia. Akia, what the? She like a '90s artist, Akia. Yeah, I knew, I knew she was definitely from the '90s because just the, uh, the um, the um, the sound that was used. Yeah, hell yeah. But yeah, that's different. That's different. I don't know so, what that is. So yeah, so, I'm gonna, that one. I'm gonna work on that one. I just I just chopped that one in there, so I'm gonna see how that shit come out. And shit, I actually been te- I've been actually like teaching myself how to play now, like play the keys and shit like that. Um, taking like piano lessons on YouTube and shit like that. So like it's been working out. It's actually music theory is is really key. Like like mm-hmm. learning scales and learning chords and learning keys. And learning that everything, once everything is in key and at a certain frequency, bro, you added it. When yeah. I first started making beats, I didn't know anything about that. I just knew that I was like a boom bap producer. Like I was just making samples and playing drums on it. But now, like, but now I'm playing like certain bass lines with synth guitars and synth, you know, shit, and just really just adding different stuff and playing it in key. It's like it's a game changer. Yeah, it's a game yeah. changer. That's why. This bro, because it's like it's just so much that come that you could learn. Like right now, I'm actually having so much fun again right now. Like even more fun because playing keys is new to me. So like now I'm like mm-hmm. having fun with it again. Like it's like oh shit, I can put this in there now. Like you know, so, yeah, yeah. When you're able, once you learn something, you're able to implement it. Yeah, that's that's when the oh, fun starts. Goodness, that's I when the fun it. starts. Yeah, I love it. And I know, uh, like, like right now, like a, a the perfect bass and the perfect eight hundred eight to a beat is what makes something like it. Like you know how people say, "Yo, that beat don't hit hard." That's what it means. Like when people say, "Damn, yo, that yo, that sample is fire. That song is fire, but the beat it just don't hit. It don't hit." And that- I learned and that is that has to do with all learning the scales and learning what key the beat is in. Once mm-hmm. you know the key that the beat is in and you play those 808s in that scale, 
mm-hmm. it's gonna always sound good. Like, and uh, I mean, of course, you gotta go through the eight oh eights and get a good sounding eight oh eight. But once it's in the right key, it's gonna hit because it's gonna hit together and it ain't gonna. Because a lot of times when when people hear beats, if if an eight oh eight is off, it's it's minor clashing. It may be a half a half scale off, and it might be clashing with the actual sample, so it ain't really hitting. So it's kind of disturb disrupting your yeah. like energy and shit like that. It's like this shit hard, but like it's something about it's like it. something is off. Yeah, something is yeah, off. Because yeah, a lot of producers don't know that you gotta play everything in key, everything, all your eight oh eights, all your, your bass lines. Once one thing it could be a half step off and it could throw your whole beat off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like I learned about I have been learning about all that within like the past year and just implementing it. Yeah, my boy my boy uh DJ Relly Rel. When he used to, uh, he, I think he still um, make beats, but he, um, I know he made one beat for uh, for Fab. What was his last album with his son sitting in the chair? But he made it. Um, he made it. You know, I'll make a song. Right? Yeah, I, yeah, I know the song too. I can't think of it. Yeah, but he made a beat on there, and when I hear it, every time I hear it, I'm like. The bass is off key every single time I listen to it, and and it's on the album. But every time I hear the out hear the song, I go, "This beat is so fire!" But the bass is off key, yo. It's off by just a little bit. I can hear it. Yep. But, and but that, that only, but that's but, called having an ear for music, though. Yeah, when yeah. That only really that, goes for people that have that. I think. I think. Wow, that's crazy. I think that is the thing that um made me made me want to be like really a producer is like how i hear music like just how i hear mm-hmm. music like i could tell like what like when people bring singers to me and stuff like that if they sing in a little pitchy i'm like nah that's not that's not it like you got a good mm-hmm. voice but you're not really singing on like you're not singing in pocket you're not singing in key like you probably just need like vocal training like somebody yeah. vocal, vocal training or something like that they'd be, be tone deaf yeah, it might be tone deaf, and a lot of people take that disrespectful too, and they don't know yeah. that that's actually a thing. Like there mm-hmm. are actual, like I could play, like I could play, I could play a beat, and then I could hit one key, and that one key will go through the whole beat, perfect, because mm-hmm. that's the key that the beat is in. I could hit that one key through the whole beat, and it'll be that key that this one beat is in. And some people might be might be a half step off, and it'll be a key, the key right next to it, and it sounds like it zips it to them. But they're a little mm-hmm. tone deaf, so they don't hear it right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So being tone deaf is a real thing, and 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 your average person is actually tone deaf. They don't really hear everything. That's why, that's why a lot of listeners aren't um don't critique beats like that because they don't really they just listeners. They're not they're not musicians or they don't have that ear for music where they could tell what's in and what's out. Like you know what I'm saying? They can't really tell it because they're tone deaf, so they it's not bothering them. And it always mm-hmm. bothered me when things were off always yeah oh it's called it's called going for the winner by fab if you ever listen to it with on with fellas you can hear it it's when the beat go boom 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 boom, when it go down it's off key every single time i hear i'm like that shit hurt me bro it's called going for going for the winner by fab it's on his Young OG project. Let me see. Let me play it right now. Let me see. Might put up that uh, we don't own the rights to this. We're going to have to clip <laughs> it anyway. 
I must say, I'm pretty sure Dylan's gonna edit this. Well, I could do I could do Dylan. So. In 15 seconds and then um stop it. Nah, nah, Dylan will clip it. Make some give him something to do, Dylan. All right. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. I wanna I wanna hear this. And um, my like told me about uh arcade. Oh, oh that's a nine, that's a nine uh, DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I hear it. I hear it. <laughs> I told you. I uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. It sounds like it's a little pitchy. It might be yep. a couple cents off. It's like cents. Yeah. Like you could, it's, it might be a couple cents off. Like that's crazy, bro. I hear it. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, and it's so it's so low in there that a lot of people probably want to recognize it. Yeah, because the frequency is really low. Yeah. Yeah, it's really low. I didn't hear it the first time James showed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of people probably would miss it. Yeah. Even Fab could have missed it. Mm-hmm. Might have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's, uh, that's, the, got a couple that's the curse like, I got. Go ahead, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only other one I got for you, um, okay, Dylan, this you can we'll mesh this back. A song that puts your city on its back, either recent or past. Oh, um, Mount Vernon would be cool, but you know, if you want to even throw just New York in general, that's cool because I got, I, I got, I could do both. Um, for uh for Mount Vernon, I feel like uh money earning Mount Vernon by Heavy D, and and also mm-hmm. uh they reminisce over you by uh P Rock and Sale Smooth. Oh yeah, when he was naming them. Yeah, P Rock and Sale Smooth. Yeah, that was a big record. And then um, uh, Capella Great Gallus. I I was hoping I was gonna hoping you was gonna dance, like. Man, yeah, if you don't yeah. go out here and talk your shit he put up and town. tell them that you he put mm-hmm. up town on the map with that one. Yeah. And if y'all don't know, go check out the ga- Gallus video. You see man in here getting light with the shades on. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Yeah, that's that it. song took the summer over, bro. I have, a, I, have a, I have the illest story about that video, actually, me dancing in there. That I can't even talk about on the internet, bro. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like yo, about bro, that was one of the wildest times ever, bro. That was crazy. I like yo, bro. Oh my god, I I, I talk to y'all about that. <laughs> so I'm, I mean, I don't know, James. You got any other questions? The only thing I got left is is our game. So you got any other yeah, nah, questions? All I ha- all I have is on one last question is. Uh, What's your favorite hip hop's love song? Oh, my favorite hip hop love song. I think I know what you're gonna say, but go ahead. Ah, oh, there's so many love song, hip hop love song. 
I can't even think of it right now. Um, cause I don't want to. I don't want to name one and then be like, "Damn, wow, that one." And then all that. <laughs> um, shit. I mean, what? there's a there's a there's a few. Yeah, there's, I would say and, for for me, y'all say hip hop. Do y'all y'all include R and B? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just. Yeah, hip hop yeah. is R&B. Yeah, because when you hear mine, you'll you might be like, "That's more of an R&B song." But um, oh, oh, I'm not gonna lie to you. It's a song by by uh, Day Twenty Six called Co-Star. Co-Star is fire. Co-Star is Co-Star fire. Is That's fire. shit right there. Yeah, I love Co-Star that. Is fire. That's one of my favorite songs. Of all time, and then I got like I'm, to be honest, a lot of people don't know. Like I'm more of an R&B lover than a, a rapper. Yeah. I love, I love. As R&B. we get, as we go older, that's what happens, yo. We just want, we don't indulge more into the hip, the R&B. My favorite vibe. song of all time is is Gap Band Outstanding. Oh yeah, yeah. That shit, mm-hmm. I love that song, bro. The the way the beat is, the way every, I love it. <laughs> Uncle Charlie. What's yours, Mike? Hey, it, you you may think it's recency bias, and it might be. It it really might be recency bias, but there's like this song is gonna play at my wedding. Like when I tell you, I know every word to Wale's "The Matrimony," and that is like that. That's just oh, wait, my song. Usher. That's yeah. That's just my that's mm. just my hip hop love song. Which that's one? "The Matrimony" by Wale. Oh, that's fire. That's mm-hmm. that's just it for me. That's, that's you gonna hear that at you gonna hear that at the wedding. You gonna hear that at the wedding. You know what, yo? If y'all never heard this song before at my wedding, this but I we wanna play. It's 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 by Denise Williams. It's called uh Because You Love Me. Mm. I don't know that song. I'm gonna have to, gonna have to look that I'm up. Definitely gonna look that up. Yeah, look that right up. Down, and, put that on um, my notes right now. Bring me the tears, bro. I love that song. You said Denise Denise Williams? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I'm writing that down right there. All right, cool. I thought you was gonna play um how's it, I thought you was gonna say how's it going down by DMX. That's that's number one or number two. <laughs> I like um I as like, far, um, like as far as rap, yeah. 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 That, so that's why I was like, yo, I don't really like you because if we say rap, then that's it for me. Yeah, boom, boom, doom, 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 I love that song right there. Is the most perfect song ever to me. Like, like perfectly put together. Like everything about it was perfectly. Even the video, even down to the video. Every single thing about that record right there was insane. Mm-hmm. I used to watch that video every day. I like uh, if if I'm talking R and B, I'm gonna say uh. Uh, I like "Ain't No Way" by Chris Brown. Okay, oh, yeah. girl, ain't no way I won't let you down. I'ma show you how. Yeah, off his first album, "Ain't yeah. No Way." Yeah. I won't let you. Yeah, yeah. I remember when they it's, when they dropped that. One, it's a new song that just came out. That's one of my favorite songs out. Um, it's called "Curious" by Eric Ballinger. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I know that song. Yeah, I think yeah. I know that. It, it's it's a sample. Oh. It, mm. 
I think I know that song. I think I heard her on the Sirius X the satellite yeah. radio. Yeah, biggest song right now. And you yeah, know he's been well songwriting for people for years, and like he's finally yeah. yeah his breakout, and that record is huge. I I, I think that's I think that's my favorite record out right now. Mm-hmm. And then uh, hip hop, hip hop love song. <sighs> I don't even know if it's a if it's considered a love song, because I would say um, Nas and Lauren Hill, but but if I'm thinking if I'm uh, thinking of a love song, then I would say Method Man and Mary J. Blige. That was my old school song. Mm-hmm. That's a that that's a that's a thing. So what would you call what would you call like um. You know, y- y'all like you ever heard that y'all had the record by um Ghostface called All That I Got Is You with Mary on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What would you like categorize that song guys? I would say that's a hip hop song. I would I would say that's no, a as far as like love song or like or like story or what would you is that the one in which when it's just like the piano and her singing in the background the whole time? Yep. That's a story. That's a that's a. Um, I don't know if that's, that's a, a storytelling song because he's yeah, talking about his childhood. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm t- I don't know if that's a love song. That song used to make me cry. Low key, I'm not even not in front. Oh that's one of my favorite songs too. Like I like that. If if it was up to me, that's the only type of music I would make. Like I just mm. I love soul touching emotional music. Like I love that right there. Oh my, all that I got is you. Yeah. Mm. And then he's telling that story. Oh my god! And that's a Jackson Five sample. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a Jackson Five sample. That's, that song. Yeah. Yeah, because that's why I was like, I don't know if that's a love song, but yeah, that yeah. song, just that song, that song's fire. That's a, that song because it's about the struggle and yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. You can't listen to that song and not feel that, not feel yeah. what he's going through that song. Struggle water was our thing. Every meal was no frill. In the summer, free lunch held us down like still. Mm-hmm. He said, I remember I had to go to Tex house with a note. Stay in Gloria. Can I borrow some food? I'm dead broke. Yo, listen, that shit, that, that song, that song is yeah. so t- Oh my God. Man, I might have to post I might have to post exactly my to top that. five. That's one of my top five favorite songs. Yeah, Mike. I'm surprised y'all can ask about uh, that top five list when, when, with the Eminem and all that. <laughs> that worst rappers list that you put up? No, I, I think uh, it was like a, a couple months back. Like I just was like naming the top. No, it was a top ten and the top five, and then like for me, Eminem is not my top. And a lot of people I, was like, you know. a, a lot of people are upset at that. Like they be, a lot they of be pissed. Eminem's fan He's base. Not. They're they are loyal. <laughs> Yo, I got listen, bro. I got this one this one white kid on my page. He comments on everything and he just hates. Like, <laughs> if y'all go to my page, y'all will see him. He hates on everything. Like he because of that when because of the Eminem thing. Like he he this happened months ago, <laughs> and I'm talking about he be on my page till till today. On every post, you're fuck. This is trash, bro. Like I don't understand why you think you're a producer. Yeah, 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 I'm talking about like he goes crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's like, just don't talk about Eminem. Don't talk about that that king Eminem. I wouldn't. I would Eminem, Eminem is not in my top, top five 10. either. 
he'd be in my top ten. He, I don't think he's in my top five. Yeah, I don't think Eminem is in my top. I don't think Eminem is in my top. He might be in my top. Anyone that puts him in their top ten because I think Eminem is dope. I think Eminem is a, is an incredible lyricist. But as far as like what I named all the other stuff, like I he doesn't. I don't relate to him. Like you know what I'm saying. Everything what he's mm-hmm. talking about is like for me, it's not really any like, and I don't have any sympathy for like what he talks about or like any any compassion or anything. Like you know what I'm saying towards what he's rapping about because it's like. I can't relate to that, bro. Like you talking about, yeah. you, you 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 hate your mom and all that. Like I don't, I can't relate to stuff like that. <laughs> I, I yeah, can't. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's definitely. A, I think he's definitely a, a demographic legend. It 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 goes towards a certain demographic, but yeah, not, Eminem is not in my top fifteen. Honestly, let if me I'm ask, being now, let me shout one question: Do y'all think that? Because Eminem is white, his record sales are the way they are. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's why he's the most selling rap artist ever. Exactly because he's white. Yeah. And who buys records? Who buys albums? Yeah. Oh, but then um no, Drake surpassed him, right? He finally surpassed him. But yeah, up until that point, yeah, he was the most selling rap artist ever. And I and hey. And I don't think it's like anything racial, but it is a racial point that yeah, that's that's the reason why it has nothing really. I mean, he's talented, but after he is talented. I think once he got to a certain point, be, it, both it, can be true. That's why they try to take it. They try to say I'm taking away from his his talent and this and that by saying that because he's white that he. I mean, it's the facts. It's the truth. It's not mm-hmm. like I'm I'm not discrediting him, but I know what it is. I know what's up. I know why he, mm-hmm. his numbers are. He does astronomical numbers, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like I said, both both can be true. He can be really talented, which he is, and he can get a boost because he's white, and white mm-hmm. people relate to him. Like it's both. I mean, why is LeBron James so good? Because he's six nine and two hundred and fifty pounds and can run like a point guard. Like yeah, ha- all right, he has an advantage. Exactly, he has an advantage due to whatever the system is that you're going through. That that's his advantage, right? And Eminem, due to the system that he's going through as far as rap and and who buys records and everything, he has an advantage. You know and nobody else was as successful. He's like the great white hope. Exactly. exactly. And that too. That too. Because, again, because he actually can rap and he actually has talent, it boosts him because you're not used to seeing that. So, And I, you, know what, you know what I use all the time with that? I say... When a white boy gets was in the NBA and he's jumping out the gym like Vince Carter, to automatically he's better than Vince Carter in dunking because he's white. Mm-hmm. To to the people, but he can't jump. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So when you see when you see a white boy doing anything of the black culture on an extreme level, they put him at a next level because he's white doing it. Because mm-hmm. I say all the time, if you put Eminem's lyrics in a black guy's body, he's gonna be a, he's gonna be a typical average black rapper, to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, jo- now, let's he's, say, now let's he's say Jay Lucas. Electronica turns into a white boy. Mm-hmm. Spitting what he's talking about. Yeah, he, he's gonna be insane. Yeah, I think uh, I think if you put Eminem's lyrics into a, a black guy, he's joining Lucas. Exactly. I think he's, exactly, a, he's just a, a storytelling subpar rapper that nobody wants to hear any stories anymore. Yeah. 
Yeah, Joyner Lucas is actually incredible, bro. Mm-hmm. The stories and everything, how he put things together, it, it, it's insane, bro. But he would never sell the records Eminem did. He to the he will never. Mm-hmm. Because he because he's a black guy, and it's a lot of black rappers that's insanely talented. Yeah. And he had that Drake that Drake Cole song. Yeah, that helped. <laughs> that he helped. had the Drake Cole sign. I remember the my first time ever. Not not my first time hearing Eminem, but actually your pops put me on the Eminem. Like I I I've heard uh, I forget what song it was. I, it wasn't the real Slim Shady. It was like his first single that he had come out and stuff like that. But the song that I heard him like that made him pop was uh like Forgot About Dre. Your pops used to play that song all the time. Forgot about Dre when it first came out all the time. Wanna talk, but they got something to say. I remember you yeah. used to be a Wu Tang, a Wu Tang fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember, James, I, used to be. I remember James used to know the whole Killer Bees joint. Still to this day. Still to yeah. this day. It's called the Triumph, right? Mm-hmm. Still to this day. People are like, I feel like lyricists, they um they was really, really big in the 90s and then when the when the pop rap came out lyricists took a, a step back because it wasn't popular so like artists like wu-tang and nas and stuff like that they had to try to find their way to be like poppy and stuff like that that's why you would get stuff like owe me back by nas and stuff like that pay me yeah. back well, and, you and all that stuff that like that due to like the shift of like the game going over to the south instead of staying in new york because i, I think that it happened because of that because i feel like new york rappers never lost their lyricism it's just that the southern rappers came up and they weren't lyricists lyricists like that you know what i'm saying so it they just were making anthems yeah they yeah and it, that's the stuff that was on the radio so now you got new york people that want to make records like little baby and you feel me and, and young mm-hmm. Doug, you know? so they want to make records like them because that's what's playing on the that's what's playing on the radio. So they like kind of get into this point where it's like, damn, if this is on the radio, this is the type of shit I gotta make. But they're not even just sticking to what they like to the roots. Like they, they, that's not what New York sound like. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. they ain't gonna go for you in New York because that's you, you're not sound like you're from New York. And yeah. to your point, man, I think that comes from. I think it's a it's a victim. It's a product of your environment because by nature, New York dudes hustled and try to survive so when the radio sounds like a bunch of southern rappers your instinct is i'm trying to get this money so i got to do whatever i can do to get this money so i'm gonna try and sound like a southern rapper instead of i need a hit in a new york yeah i need a hit instead of just being a new york rapper that can spit and it just kind of spirals and now not that hip-hop not that you know southern rap is not good but it's not New York rap, like it's to me. I'm, but I'm from New York, so that. Yeah. But I get what you're saying. I think it's it's just a matter of trying to do what you can to survive because that's the that's the environment that we grew up in. To that trap a lot of times, like where it's like, damn, I right, need some trap beats. Like it's been times like through my beat, uh, through my beat journey, where I'm doing a lot of samples and I I don't got like a lot of have label label meetings and all type of stuff and my lawyers and. All type of shit like yo, you you, you gotta stop sampling. You gotta stop sampling. And um, mm-hmm. 
So sometimes I would just be like, all right, let me make some original shit. So I'll make a bunch of original shit. Then I'll post it on my social media. And I don't get the reaction or the response or I don't get the love that I'm getting when I sample. And it's like, because that's not me. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I feel like, why do I got to try to make music catering to a certain mass of people when that's not my purpose? Like, I, I really, they love me for sampling. I got known for sampling, so that's what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm not supposed to, because I don't, I don't make music to become famous. I make music because I love it. And that's the difference between, like, a lot of the people in the music industry that come to me and be like, yo, stop sampling. Don't you want to, you want to get a bag, right? Like, yo, bro. Yeah, getting money is is a, is a, is is a, uh, amazing off of this shit, and it's and it's it's a plus. But like, for the most part, God forbid I never make it. I'm gonna always make music. I'm gonna always create mm -hmm. music because it's it, it's something that I love to do. You know what I'm saying? That's the part that I feel like with with, with like a lot of like uh, New Yorkers and stuff like that. Like you say, they hustlers. So they doing anything to just get to the money. When I'm really in it, I'm really in music because I love it. You know what I'm saying? I was born into it, and I, I grew to love it at a certain level where it's like, you know, I'm going to do this shit regardless. You know what I'm saying? So it's mm -hmm. like a lot of the New York rappers, they sound like this, then they sound like that. They're dressing like this now. They're dressing like that because they just trying to fit in where they could get a bag and they could get some money. And they could, you know what I'm saying? Instead of like just doing it out of the love. Mm-hmm. I think New York rap is in a good space right now, though. Like I yeah. feel like they found found their own their their own their way again. And well, I, I like it's, the it's, coming out. The women are going crazy. I love that's, it. I was just about to say that, I and I was gonna I say, love it. I love it. Yeah, I feel like they're the ones that are really like pushing the narrative of the of the New York rap, which is crazy to say, but hey, it's the truth. I feel like the women rappers, like the Ice Spices and and all them. They're the ones that are really like really pushing the New York rap the right way. Yep. Mm -hmm. Because a lot they of New York rappers like now New York. find themselves. The New York rappers now they're trying to find that sound. They're trying to find that thing, and that's why again I go back to ASAP Rocky because he popped in an organic way. Capella Gray mm -hmm. popped in an organic way because they were unique. They didn't sound like people. You know what I'm saying? They popped and people just drew to them because that was they 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 from New York and they they did what New Yorkers do. And New Yorkers have always been originators. They have always been trendsetters. Always been the people that's like, we wearing this shit and you go down south, they still wearing the shit we was wearing two three years ago. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So like that's that's really how it is. You know what I'm saying? So like when when, when New Yorkers get back to being original and being innovators, bro. It, 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 we out of there, and I feel like the girls they got it. Yeah, like the the Lola Brooks and the Ice Spices. I'm not. I, I mean, I I can't even really speak on Scarlet because I haven't really. I didn't really give her a shot yet. I haven't really listened to anything besides the um the one song that I've heard from her. Uh -huh. The get the fuck out of New York. But I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna give her a chance. I'm gonna listen to it and see what she's about. Yeah, but. But it's yeah, still good that they all coming up and shit, you're doing it. And it's crazy because yeah. I actually know a lot of them personally just watching them come up and shit like that. Just being in New York, seeing them at places and clubs and shit and just like running to it and seeing them like... I remember when Cardi B used to act, like work at the, at the club and she used to say like, yo, man, I rap. Like, 
And I ain't really like take it like I I just you know I just thought she was like a dancer just saying she rap. You know what I'm saying? I ain't yeah. You know what I'm saying? But then she just started getting popping like on on Instagram, just like making funny videos, just talking her shit. Then she was on Love and Hip Hop, and then she just blew up. And I'm like, damn, like I remember Cardi B told, told me before that she rap and shit. And it's crazy yeah. she just blew up. She dead ass just like blew up, mm. blew up, blew up, like. Gone. She's out of here. She on superstar a a list celebrity blue. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, yeah, she's out of here. She's number one. Mm-hmm. How y'all feel about Nicki Minaj? Like how she treats like the newer girl artists that come up. I think that it's it's bittersweet. I feel like. She really has. She really has let her her um persona consume her. That's why I mm-hmm. feel like I feel like she really let that queen persona consume her. Where like she is really always trying to like sun the the newer artists. If they don't really if they don't fall in line, they're they're enemies off the rip. Instead of like really just like kind of like putting yep. them under her wing and stuff like that. She'll she'll start it. She'll do a song with whoever's hot. Put them under her wing and everything, but the moment that they fall out of out of line, she wants. It's, it's like she wants you to be like. Um, this is my personal opinion. It's like she wants you to be a Barbie fan. Yeah, and like because because like I'm sure like all of the girl rappers that come now they that once they looked up to Nicki and they thought like yo I want to be like that right and and yeah. that's okay but to to uh to pay homage to somebody don't mean you gotta be up on the ass and, and going crazy mm-hmm. for them. Every- or shouting them out on every song like you know what i'm saying people got their own lives and their own identities that they they want to you know bring to the forefront like they want mm-hmm. you know cardi b want to be cardi b like you know what i'm saying these girls lola brooke or, or even lotto like she want to be lotto like why do lotto gotta be like you know what i'm saying shouting you out and giving you you know hello love every 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 chance for you to say yeah i fuck with lotto or for you to say yeah mm-hmm. because i'm not gonna lie for me Ice Spice is from the Bronx and Cardi B is from the Bronx. But Nikki didn't go and say Ice Spice is the princess of rap. I don't really like that. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I like Ice Spice, but I don't like that mm-hmm. you ain't do that to Cardi for Cardi B either. Because she saw Cardi B as a threat from the beginning. <laughs> exactly. I didn't really like that because I, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, I just look, I looked at it like, yo, Cardi B is, is mad humble. Mm-hmm. Cardi B is mad down to earth, mad humble, and for Nicki to jump on there and really like not show her no love and then go get on the next artist that just came out and say she the princess of rap, that's kind of like a slap in the face. I, I, I don't, I, I didn't like that move. Yeah. Not to mention all the money that she left on the table because a Nicki and Cardi song would be ridiculous. I mean, they kind of did it with the Migos, but that was yeah, both features. But that was, but that was already tainted because we was all surprised that that song even happened because we knew they didn't like each other then. Yeah, yeah, true. We true. knew they didn't like each other then. Imagine Nicki and Cardi doing a song like how Nicki hopped on Megan's Hot Girl Summer, like right when mm-hmm. Megan first popped. Like that would have been if they was to do a song crazy. now, it wouldn't. If they was to do it a song now, it wouldn't. It wouldn't hit the. Yeah, it wouldn't hit it the wouldn't same hit the because. Same. 
we already know what happened and the bad blood that's between them. Yeah, they would have to completely one hundred percent squash the beef. and they piece it up and they yeah and, and they show each other love publicly, and then they go and get and do something together because they got to be a point in time like that's the thing about men and, and women like men like male rappers and shit like that they may have beef, and like most of the time it ends up being, dying out and they be like yo we cool now we grown men bro we passed that. And then yeah. you know what I'm saying, but like girls, like they just be stuck on it. They don't even deal with each other ever. Like Cardi ever. said, it's forever. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, but, uh, I, Cardi, what's the name? Just killed that song, Lotto. Who? Oh me yeah. Rip me out the yeah. past. That thing is crazy. That song. That's all. That's all. That tough. is going crazy in every spot. Yeah, I mean, Cardi, she's like the, we probably never going to get an album from her again, but she's like the feature queen too. Like her hopping on songs with, with um, Glorilla, hopping on songs with City Girls, hopping on songs with Lotto. She really she really embraces a lot of the um, the women in hip hop big time. And that's what Nicki was supposed to do. Yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know, man. She... She really don't like to share the spotlight. You can you could tell yeah. because it for a long time it was her. Rapper in the game for a couple of years. Yeah, like only only female rapper in the game like for years. Mm-hmm. It was just her. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, come on, you got to give some. You got to let some other people get some shine too. You can't be mad when somebody come up. And a lot of them rappers, they ain't come up because of Nicki. They came up on their own. So you gotta respect them because you came up the mm-hmm. same way, Nicki. You came up the same way. You came up. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you know, dealing with with Wayne and, and Fendi and all of them, and you know what I'm saying? You got your, you finally got your shot, and all that. And now these girls, they going through the same struggle, and they finally make it. You gotta, you gotta be like, yo, you made it through all of that shit. Congratulations! Now I'm, I'm, I'm with you on it. You know what I'm saying? Not trying to push them down and keep them down there. Yeah. Time, only time will tell. It's the gonna, game, Mike. We, run the game. We was gonna do underrated, overrated. It was gonna be rapid fire. So you was gonna name a uh, artist or a uh, athlete, and you was gonna tell us underrated, overrated. Let's do it. <laughs> Go first, and I'm strictly throwing this out there because I already know the answer. Allen Iverson. Underrated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna leave this to you, Mike. Go ahead. All right, Allen Iverson. Uh, let's go, let's go with Fab. Let's go with Fab. Underrated. Hmm. Uh, Floyd Mayweather. Underrated. I mean, he's the greatest. <laughs> he can't be overrated because he is who he is. Go. You'd be surprised how many people think he overrated. Floyd Mayweather, yeah. greatest boxer ever. Yeah, I know. I know a couple people personally that that don't respect Floyd at all. They know, but they don't like him for personal reasons. That's like that's like people not liking R. Kelly. He's the goat. <laughs> they have personal reasons why they don't like him. You know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, it can't be the talent. <laughs> it just cannot be. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fact. Kendrick Lamar. 
Uh, a little overrated. <laughs> got I got one out of him, James. I got one out of him. <laughs> <laughs> uh Dwayne Wade. Uh He's like in the middle. He's he, he good. Dwayne Wade, he's under, Dwayne Wade's underrated. Like Dwayne Wade is, Dwayne Wade is is is, is like, he he's he's in those conversations as like the greats. Mm-hmm. I thought I also know the answer to this, but I, Tracy McGrady, underrated. I knew you were gonna say it. that one strictly was for Dylan. I was because <laughs> he is McGrady. underrated. You said he was your favorite player? He's my favorite player. Yeah, See? I knew that that was meant. I knew that was meant favorite player. That's why I thought. Yeah, hell yeah, I'm a favorite That's player. That's what's up. Um, Hip-hop. Have you had those? Well, I don't mean to interrupt. Have you had those conversations uh, with Mike? Uh-uh. About Trace McGrady? I don't, think he, I don't think he knows. I don't think he knows. <laughs> what happened? Mike, Mike I hates Trace, Trace McGrady's, McGrady. I think Trace McGrady is overrated. Really? I think Tracy's overrated. Yeah. He's an overrated <laughs> bum. Yeah, yeah. get but to I, it, Mike. <laughs> well, you know what? For me, I guess I guess I, I, I loved Trace McGrady in the prime of me loving basketball. And he was like a superstar at that time of me loving basketball. Mm-hmm. So like, but like I know like he was my favorite player, but he wasn't better than Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Like nope. he, he wasn't better than Kobe. He wasn't better than a lot of people. Like you know what I'm saying? But like, for he was just one of those people in the that I liked his game. You know what I'm saying? I like that he was just like he did things effortlessly. Like he was like real like it looked like he was slow motion out there. He would just get by you. My uh, thing with Tracy is he never won anything. He's he's James Harden before James Harden. Okay. Well, well, wanna, but well, if to you be fair, on. he did get injured, so we don't know how that would have played out. So I will give him that he did get hurt, like Grant Hill. But yeah. Grant Hill was incredible. Grant Hill was mm-hmm. incredible, but Grant he also never won prototype. anything. Yeah, but well, I Tracy mean, never I, won anything. I, um, I had made, I had said not to go off topic, but I had made a, a post about this. Like I was saying that Nas is. My favorite rapper of all times, but Jay Z is the GOAT. And people was like, How could that be? I'm like, Because it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. Jay Z's the GOAT, right? He, 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 he done sold all these type of records. He's a billionaire. He got Beyonce. He done, he done made the, he done, he done been in the streets. He done, he done, he just done, he's like the GOAT. Like, he's a, a, a rap, like, he the GOAT. Like, you know what I'm saying? Nas mm-hmm. haven't accomplished what he does. It doesn't mean I don't like Nas as a rapper better. I think Nas raps better, but. Hove is the GOAT. He's more successful. That's how I look at it. Like, I look at it like he's the GOAT. Like, that man's a GOAT. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if somebody said, if you wanted to advance your career and and have a chance to go platinum, and you have one chance, you want to do a song with somebody, and you pick a Nas and Jay-Z, I might pick Jay-Z. That's mm-hmm. that's that's why the argument of, like, LeBron and, and Michael Jordan happened. Like, it's like saying, all right, 
they, they if you look at successful in your craft, they say, all right, six championships, Michael Jordan, one team, right? That's what they look at, and they'll say that's the GOAT. And then you look at players that people that'll say, LeBron James is my favorite player because how he plays the game and yeah. he's and, and yeah, like he's just all around specific like about what 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 what, what the, the debate is or what we're talking about, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because like yeah. like I think I think I think Kyrie Irving is probably like the most talented basketball player I've ever seen. Mm. Like his, his talent, like his talent wise, like yeah, he's not the mm-hmm. best, but talent wise, the man is like a the, the ball is a yo-yo on his hand, bro. Like He's 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 like an ex- excellent, perfect basketball. Him and Kobe Bryant, they were like mm-hmm. Steph Curry too. Those three are like like they 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 are perfect basketball players, bro. Like they know they they you feel me? Like they're they're like natural talents, bro. Contrary mm-hmm. yeah. to to what may be thought on this show, I I've said it multiple times. Kyrie, top three handles ever. And Kyrie has the best layup package I've ever seen in my life. I've never, <laughs> I've never seen anybody with a layup package like Kyrie. Ever. Yo, I'm telling you, bro, that man is he is the epitome. Like he's he is basketball, bro. That man, like, he is like he does everything perfect, like with the ball, bro. Like he does everything perfect with the ball. It's not a struggle. It's not a struggle for him. Like he's going through his legs, he's going past you. He's hitting you with all type of hezzies, and you just like he's just throwing you off. Like he's just crazy, bro. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's he is the he is the human throw off. <laughs> Yo, like his he, and I'm sure guarding him is so unorthodox because you don't see his moves coming. Like mm-hmm. you'll be thinking you got him on smash, and he'll hit you with some shit so quick. You like, well, how did he even pull that move off? Bro? Like his his handles and his layup package and shit. Like he'll lay the ball up like on some. Overhead type shit. I'd be like, God damn. Both hands. Left side. Both both hands. I've never seen anyone with a layup package like Kyrie ever in my life. Yeah, Iman Shumper, he put it, he put it in the best way I can I've heard somebody say. He said Kyrie Irving one on one. He said that's his favorite one on one because you know, Iman Shepard is, is like a defensive mind, right? He likes to play defense and he likes to find ways to try to shut you down. He says that's the only person that he can't shut down because he plays basketball freely. He doesn't he doesn't play basketball thinking that all right, if you shut this down, then I know I, he just like he has an out you, everywhere you he goes. <laughs> you 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 can't you can't get a scouting report on Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. You can't. You, you, you can't, bro. It's you, you can't. He, it's, but it's either he's going to have a good game or a bad game. That's just it. Mm-hmm. Like, if he's having a good game, he's unstoppable. Kyrie's on. It's a thing of beauty. I will be It's a thing of beauty. Yeah, bro. And, uh, I, I, got- and I always felt that, like, to me, to be honest, like, people will be mad when I say this too, but I think Kobe was more talented than Jordan as well. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I actually I would agree with that. I think Kobe had more in his bag. Yeah, of Jordan was, of Jordan course was he just did, really good Jordan at what he again, did. He was Jordan again with more. Yeah. Like you when know people put those when people put those lineups out when they're like, oh, Steph, Braun, Katie, Kobe, Jordan, and they'll put like Shaq and they'll say one got to sit on the bench. I always say, Cole, I always say Jordan got to sit on the bench. 
And people be like, why? I'm like, because Kobe plays like Jordan, but Kobe plays defense and he has more that he can do more than yeah. Jordan. So I always put Kobe over Jordan. Uh-huh. I I never I don't know. This always bothered me. Why LeBron James never into the dunk contest. That always bothered me, bro. From what I heard, it's just because he feels like he's he wasn't creative enough to do like fancy dunks. All right, yeah, he's that, not creative. That is the he's, reason why I don't list him like as far as like talent wise, like with Kobe and Jordan and stuff, because those is dudes that went and won the dunk contest, bro. They them mm. dudes were super like the talent was 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 there, bro, with them. Like LeBron James, I feel like LeBron James main thing is that he is the most dominant nigga out there, bro. When you that big and you running at you at, at 200 and whatever amount of pounds he is and 6'9", bro, that's just ridiculous. At point guard speeds, at power forward size, that's crazy. You're going to get out the way. Point guard ability to pass if he needs to. <laughs> Yo, magic on steroids. That's yeah. exactly like the way we think about Kobe with Jordan. That's what LeBron is just with magic. Ma- LeBron is that, magic 2.0. Exactly. exactly. Mm-hmm. But then you got you got people of maybe our dad's generation that won't agree with that because they grew up watching Mike. And then you got mm-hmm. us that may look at Kobe this way. And then you got a kid that ain't didn't grow up with Kobe that's gonna look at uh Steph Curry and 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 LeBron and all them a certain way because they didn't watch Kobe for real. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's why debating with basketball is always like, you know, it's really, it, it, it could go on forever because everybody got their perspectives based on the times they, 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 they been able to watch basketball. Yeah. You know, some people yeah. really, and we, they wasn't there watching Jordan on the, on the, on the thick flat screen TVs and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they didn't watch. Yeah. They didn't watch Mike. Yeah, Jason, right? You know what I'm saying? They don't know. Yeah, I say all the time you can't compare errors. It's hard. It's hard because it's just it was it's just a like when you hear old people say it, it's the truth. Like it was just a different time. It was just a different time. Different. Like the rules. And, and, and I always the rules say was different I, and all that. I, I, I do believe that. I don't care what anyone says. I believe that basketball has evolved, like on a next level, where it's like. The basketball players in the '60s and the fit in, in in the '70s didn't didn't bounce the ball like the players now. They didn't move around the court like the players now. They didn't jump like the players now. Their athleticism wasn't even like the players now. Like basketball is gonna always just do this because you got you got to think, bro. You got kids right now that's not even that's not even in college ball. That's playing high school ball, playing almost almost at an NBA level, bro. They, they're incredible, bro. Because mm-hmm. they play basketball that much, bro. You got high school people right now that is better than people that played in the seventies in the NBA. Facts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, yeah. Because of their talent, their talent is like you know they they learned the game, they learn how to yeah. you know, and then they get coached by greats and shit like that, bro. Like yeah, y'all see they're starting earlier. The bigger, the stronger. They're starting earlier too. AAU. Like look at Carmelo. Juco. Son. He's about to be a beast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's about to be a piece. Y'all be watching. Oh, yeah. Y'all be watching Brickley's page on Instagram. Yeah, Cayenne. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Like it's great. Like if you dropped John Morant in the seventies, 
he would be the greatest <laughs> thing they've ever seen in their life. <laughs> like he, yo, he would be insane. Like, he would run, actually be running past those people so fast they wouldn't even know what's going on. They would think they would have to jump them. And the way he would be jumping over them it would be ridiculous. Because he jumped over dudes saying, now. Like, <laughs> the newer era is working well. Is first of all, we got a, you got mad Vince Carter's now. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's mad at those people like that now, bro. Like when Vince Carter was around, it was like a couple that just that jumped out the gym like that. Now it's mad niggas that jump out the gym that could. Sh- First of all, we got sinners that's pulling three pointers. Back in the day, sinners wasn't even doing that. They wouldn't even shoot mm-hmm. beyond the free throw line. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Basketball has evolved so much. You got Anthony Davis spotting up. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I remember, I'm old enough to remember Patrick Ewing shooting that fadeaway jump shot was like, whoa, Pat is changing the game with just a little, little midi fadeaway. Yeah. Now... These dudes, what's uh Victor where am I Yana? Like he's pulling up from three. He's seven three. He's pulling up from three like it's nothing. Seven five, bro. Seven five. That shit is like, crazy. It's nothing. Like it's nothing. Pulling from 40. What's phony name from the Mavericks? Um huh? white boy Luca. from the Ma- Yeah, Luca. Incredible. <laughs> It's probably gonna be my favorite player once LeBron is gone. <sighs> oh, James, you don't like Luca? I think Luca's nice. I just think that Luca, um, he uh, he has, he gets a uh, privilege. James I, I thinks Luca's think, Eminem. I think, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, maybe. But I think that I, I don't know for some reason I've always liked players like that. He reminds me of Tracy McGrady the way he plays a little bit, like. He's like, it looks like he's moving slow, mm-hmm. but he always gets past you some type of way. Like, I guess it's his first step or something. Like, and he's so long, and then he'll just stop on a dime with, with that one foot up, kind of like how Dirk was did. And like, it's yeah. unguardable, bro. That step back that Luca has is unguardable. Yeah. He can get it off whenever he wants. Yeah, like my my rights is not greatest shooter of all times. He shoots better than Ray Allen, Reggie Miller. He's different. Oh yeah, it's it's just the evolution of basketball. It's gonna always be. It's gonna always get to a point where it's like you're gonna get over. You have a nigga that like y'all. Y'all gonna be seeing that guy on Instagram named Lethal Shooter. Yeah, he doesn't miss. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, not to say you know, because NBA basketball is different. When he got when he got that guard on him, it might be a whole different ball game. But <laughs> the dude don't miss. Yeah, yeah. He he trains a lot of players in the NBA too. Yeah, yeah. He does train. Yeah. He works on a lot Ooh. of um, a lot of players on um, their rhythm and Didn't their he mechanics. Play, he played like college ball or some shit. Yeah, he played college ball. He got a couple records for um for the teams that he played for for his threes and stuff like that. But um, I think he said he ended up getting injured. That's why he didn't um like go past that point. But yeah, man, his 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 mechanics for when he shoots, his rhythm, yeah, it's it's gonna go in every time. And and he took that and was like, I need to 
use this talent to teach other yeah. players on how to shoot better and get their mechanics correct because that's what you see a lot of players that are just missing certain things. Like that's why the big thing with Lonzo Ball was a big big thing where like oh his mechanics is terrible. He can't he won't be able to translate to the NBA speed because he shoots so weird or slow or something like that. And that's when a person like Lethal Shooter comes into play. They um they he works on their mechanics and be like hey you. If you shoot this way or at the peak of your shot, you'll get it all faster and then everything like that. So yeah, he's 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 what's needed for yeah. sure. Yo, but is that even a thing anymore? Because like Steph Curry be releasing it at the freaking at the fucking chest. <laughs> yeah, Steph's different. <laughs> like it's so fast that it don't, it looked like the shot is like how is it, it, it? How did it even happen? Like you feel me? It's like it's so fast, it's unguardable. Yeah. But his release, but yeah. and it was like he's throwing it up there, but he's really not. Yeah, but um, but that's another thing what Lethal Shooter talks about. He doesn't really worry about like changing your form. He just works on the mechanics where it's like, all right, keep your form the way it is. I don't want to change your shot. I just want you to be able to make it, and I want you to be able to get it off. So that's how he works on people's mechanics. Oh. Yeah, because having a hitch in your shot is not necessarily always a bad thing. We were just talking about on um, Kevin Martin, right, Mike? Yeah, he had a weird shot. He had a weird form, weird shot. He's shoot from his like from over here and everything like that. You couldn't really guard it because you didn't know how you couldn't you couldn't count you couldn't really like like catch it. You couldn't really time it to play defense on it, but. So you don't want to change that. You want to use that as an advantage, but you just want to make it where he's making it now. So that's when you just work on the mechanics. Yeah, yo, no, that shit crazy. Um, uh, I remember um, Sean Marion used to have some weird shit. Yeah, Sean Marion also used to shoot from like his chest. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I couldn't tell if he was shooting. I never knew what hand he shot with. Yo, bro. He shot like this. This shit was a flick. He was flicking up. <laughs> <laughs> flicking up there, bro. That's crazy, bro. Oh. Uh, well, I'm also the the last name I had for you was KRS One. I was interested if you thought KRS was underrated or overrated. KRS One is underrated. KR, uh, I feel like people don't really, you know, again. Come on, man, that's the teacher. They ain't really know. They ain't really know what KRS did. And at the, again, like what we was just talking about, it was a different time. People were like, oh, he was spitting nursery rhymes. He wasn't really saying, but that's what rap was. That was the birth of rap. That was the beginning of rap. It started that way. So you can't expect him to be spitting on no Lupe Fiasco type shit when this is the beginning of rap. When I used to get light dance, we used to do like certain moves that people thought were incredible. Now the kids that now dancing, like on the train and shit, they do the moves that we thought were incredible, like it's nothing. Like they, they'll, they'll do it and like it's nothing, right? Because it evolved so much that those moves that was hard to learn, it's, it's one, two, three for them now. You know what I'm saying? Just like it's easy for Steph Curry to knock threes down now. Like it's one, two, three. Him and, and Clay, them, they knock them shit down like it's nothing. It's a free throw. Mm-hmm. Well, it is a free throw. It's a free throw to dudes like them. And they they actually mastered it. I, I feel like they changed the NBA. 
It's definitely absolutely oh, yeah. changed the NBA. Because yeah. everybody's shooting threes now. Everybody trying to shoot from half court. Bro. Y'all like y'all like um Damien? Damn Lillard? Dame Lillard? Yeah. yeah, that's my guy. Yeah, I like Damien. Underrated. Is he, I, get traded, right? Yeah, he's trying to get traded. We don't know where. Portland's kind of like no. So I don't the know. NBA, the NBA is kind of like no. Really? They told Dame to stop saying he wants to only go to Miami. Well, what's wrong with that? Because he doesn't have a no trade clause. He doesn't. It, so the ball is not really in his court. It's up to the team to own to trade to a team that's going to give them the best assets for him. But his agent but and himself is telling the teams. Twenty years. Why wouldn't they want him to flourish? It's a business. That's how they look at it. I said the same thing. I said they should do right by him because he stuck with them all these times. But at the end of the day, he really just took the money because they was paying him crazy amounts because he was staying. So to them, they probably look at it like, hey, we signed you. You took the contract. You took the money every single time. So they don't look at it as loyalty. They look at it as probably a business move every single time. So they don't have no loyalty to him. I think they should do right by him. But at the end of the day, the business is going to do what's best for the business. So that's just what it is. Mm. Yeah. And the, the- and the NBA <laughs> is saying that if you – if the NBA is saying that if your agent is telling teams don't even try to contact me because he's only interested in going into going to the heat, they're going to find him for that because they don't have the right to do that. The team can make their own decision if they want. Mm. Basically telling them, don't scare these teams off and go where they trade you. Wow. So I don't know what's going to happen with Dame. I know training camp starts in like a month. They got, a, they got about a month left. So maybe about six weeks, five, six weeks. So it's, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen soon. Hmm. I hope, I hope the best one. What's, what's up with the Knicks? I mean, the Knicks is doing good. I mean, got to the second round. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure you felt the energy in the city mm-hmm. over the summer when they when they advanced finally to the second round. Yeah. They pretty much is bringing the same team back, so we're going to see how that's going to play out. But I feel like the Knicks haven't gotten one of those megastars in years. They haven't. They haven't, but the 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 rumor is that they're trying to get uh, somebody next year, or maybe even try to get Joel Embiid this year if he gets tired of Philly. So, well, that'd be all right. I'll take him. Yeah, I'll take him too. I know the Knicks was like known for like always getting like old washed up niggas. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yes, getting old washed up niggas. Like, bro, like, why y'all get him? He had, he had the last of his career, bro. Yeah, yeah. The Knicks used to be really, 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 really be the the land of the washed up niggas. We used to always be the oldest team in the NBA all the time, every season. Remember they picked up Glenn Rice. 
They tried to grab uh, Penny Hardaway before. They did grab Penny. Yeah, they got him. Yeah. They had Trace McGrady before. They get people at the end of their careers. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like and it's like the old, yeah, yeah. It's like the um, it's like the players. They say, you know what? After my my run is done, I would love to play for the city now. Just just to play for the Knicks, they get the atmosphere and and put on the jersey and stuff like that. Nothing necessarily trying to win anything. It's just to have that under their belt to say that they did it, that they played for New York. You know, but now I feel like it's starting to change. A lot of players that that are going to play for the Knicks now are actually trying to bring something to New York. They're trying to bring a championship to New York, so that's changing. Emar mm. Shumper retired, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And um, who else I was about to say? Um, damn, I forgot what I was about to say. Yeah, but, uh, well, we ain't gonna hold you. It's uh, at the time of this recording, it's, it's late, it's late night. Damn, we did two hours, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know how we gonna uh, the way we end this show, we're gonna give you the spotlight, give you the solo, plug everything, let everybody know where they can find you. I mean, everybody knows where to find you anyway, but whoa. Give you that time to shine. You can plug whatever you want. Any, not anything you about to drop. Floor is yours. Whatever you want to say. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I wanted to edit this. What, what the, what's the podcast name again? Ours. Speak on it. I bet. You already know it's video on the beat. On the speak on it podcast. You know what I'm saying with Big Mike and Breezy. They went crazy. You know what I'm saying. You know how we do, man. <laughs> You can find me at Vidiona B V I D D Y O N B A B E A T on every single social media is spelled that way. So it ain't gonna be hard, you know what I'm saying? It's not the B, it's W D A B E A T. Vidi on the B. You know what I'm saying? So tap in. If you wanna if you wanna listen to some dope beats, if you wanna see some fashion, if you wanna see some raps, if you want to see all any of the latest things I'm doing, work, I'm working on the latest projects and everything, just tap in video on the beat. Holla at me. Mm-hmm. That's all said. You got anything else, Breeze? Because I think we out of here. Yeah, man. Nah, man. I really appreciate it, man. This was this was really really good. Um, getting a chance for um for other other areas for people to get to know. And and understand what you're about, and yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. When is it gonna drop? Uh, hopefully, hopefully soon. Hopefully Saturday. Hopefully Saturday. Oh wow! Y'all got a fast turnaround. I did mm-hmm. one. I did one. I did a podcast in like May, and that shit came back in like July. I'm like, damn. <laughs> no, we not. We we got a quick turnaround. <laughs> Yeah, that's what's up. That's dope, man. That'll make people be uh, more willingly to uh, jump on here and, you know, be a part of it. Because, you know, everybody want to post content. And, and mm-hmm. So, that's dope. All right, from us to you, we're going to say adieu.